Good afternoon, JRPG fans. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 108, and we're going to be talking all about those Final Fantasy VII Remake reactions. I'm about five and a half hours into the game, so I'm going to give you my spoiler-free initial reactions uh, to this long long awaited game i don't want to get too too much into it as there are a few of you that actually probably don't even have the game yet but then again there are maybe some of you and there are many around the world who have already beaten this game gone back into it um trophy hunted out the wazoo so we have got uh those reactions coming up at the end of the podcast. It's a light news week, so I kind of want to power through uh, those stories quickly, and then we'll get into uh, some chat about Remake at the end. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, as you always do each and every week. My name is Shane Fisher, your host for this weekly JRPG podcast. Uh, this is our news uh, segment that we put out usually every Wednesday. We've also got our Sunday special series, and uh, this week, go ahead and uh, preview that a little bit. I've got the mini soundtrack to the game it came with my deluxe edition and uh, it's got 12 songs on it so we're going to go ahead and do that for this sunday and then that'll give us a little bit of time as a long preview up ahead to next sunday i'm going to invite dalton back on the podcast and we're going to be talking all about remake as uh i kind of doubt i have it beat by then but he's actually playing through the original right now uh, he is not playing the remake so he's going to have some questions for me we're going to go a little bit back and forth on some of the key changes to this game and then just for fun i think we're going to try to come up with um five or so games that need this treatment in 2020 and beyond so let's get into the news and notes of this week and uh, like i said there's not a whole lot going on um first off i will say that uh there was a message from ff7 remake producer yoshinori katase and uh this was in celebration of the worldwide launch last Friday, and I'll just quickly read to you his uh, press release. And it says, hello, everyone. I am Yoshinori Katase from Square Enix. We just released Final Fantasy VII Remake that many of you have been waiting for. The original Final Fantasy VII was released in 1997, making this remake 23 years in the making since its release. Fans may be thinking, oh, I wonder what happened to that scene, or I wonder what happened to Cloud's cross-dressing scene, but we revived the original game using state-of-the-art technology and the best graphics, making it into a game that meets or goes beyond your expectations as exciting to play. We have also introduced cutting-edge game systems, making for a speedy and active battle time system that meets the expectations of the interday generation of gamers as well i hope you enjoy the game there was a video to go along with this release and i'm thinking this is probably the last we're going to be hearing from uh, anybody for a little while as uh 
maybe these guys will get a <laughs> get a day off or something. They've been working hard for a while, and it seems only fitting that they can maybe finally take a day off. In other news, there was a game that came out actually today, and um, that is Fantasy Star Online 2. It has left the open beta and is now officially available for Xbox One via the Microsoft Store in North America. Now, if you were on a PC and perhaps a little um, contradictory from what we thought, it will launch um, for the PC exclusively via the Microsoft Store in late May. It will have crossplay available when that does come out. I'm a little surprised by this. I don't particularly understand why they couldn't get this one to come out at the same time but who who quite knows now it is a free-to-play game however there are two paid versions containing in-game items that are also available so you've got what's something called i don't know how to pronounce exactly but raggle r-a-g-o-l edition this is from the store for $29.99 you get the base game you get Raggle Memory times two, the premium set 30 days, AC scratch ticket times 12, and the Mission Pass gold ticket. And if you really want to pay some money for a free game, you can dish out $60 for the Sonic Collaboration Edition. You get the base game, Sonic Suits M, F, his hair colors 1 and 2, Emotes 602 for Sonic and Tails, Sonic Knuckles, Sonic Mask, Raggle Memory times 5, Inventory Expansion 10 times 5, Premium Set 30 Days, Mission Pass Gold Ticket, Salon Free Pass, Character Storage Expansion 50 times 5, the XP Earned plus 150%, you get 15 of those, the Tri Boost plus 125%, you get 10 of those, you get 500 Grinders, 12 AC scratch tickets, and the Great Enhancement Aid, which is plus 50%, you get 99 of those. So if Sonic fans can stock up on this game, of course it's from Sega, so that kind of kind of makes sense. Here's the official quote from it. Fancy Star Online 2 changed the history of online action, action RPGs. The sci-fi story, characters, and gameplay has resonated with gamers worldwide. And we're now excited to bring North American players this special game for free. This was from Fancy Star Online 2 Team North America Head of Marketing, Fred White. He said in a press release, quote, Our player community is the heart and soul of the game. We couldn't have done it without their ongoing support and passion. Now that it has eventually launched on Xbox One, we look forward to kicking off a fun-filled future of events, collaborations, and expansions in the year to come. The North America Launch Edition features fully localized text and character voices in English, spanning three years of continent. It also features the most up-to-date balancing and quality-of-life improvements from that Japanese version. All progress that you worked so hard for in the beta will be carried over. There are quite a few launch events going on at this moment. It, and as of this recording, this is April 15th. So it launched today, April 15th. Um, so if you've been looking forward to this one and you've got an Xbox One and you're not able to play Remake, well, you can go play your free game in Fancy Star Online 2. 
Uh, we got some news about Fairy Tale, the upcoming uh, Gus-developed JRPG, due out for PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam on June 25th in Europe and Japan, June 26th in North America. And normally we get updates about characters that you can play. This will actually be players you cannot play. And uh, this was in the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu, and they featured uh, Ultir, Lion, Flare, and Minerva as non-playable guest party members. They're with other guilds, so they will perform actions automatically and cannot be controlled by the player. So if you're a fan of this uh, manga series and you know these characters, you may be excited to hear that they're going to be you know, kind of join your party as non-controllable people, it sounds like, which is pretty cool. Um, Monster Hunter World Iceborne is going to be upcoming here on April 23rd. Their title update 3.5 will launch. PS4, Xbox One, and PC, Capcom announced. And it will add Master Rank, Cove Tarth, and Arch Tempered Namale. I guess that's how you say it. M-A-M-I-E-L-L-E. And these are some ferocious looking monsters. The Coved Hearth has returned in a new Master Rank quest. Slay this glimmering Elder Dragon in a limited time event quest to craft new armor and upgrade weapons obtained from the Coved Hearth Siege. And for the other big dragon looking arch-tempered Namil. Tempered monsters are among the fiercest monsters ever discovered, yet even they pale in comparison to the Elder Dragons known as the Arch-Tempered Monsters. The Arch-Tempered Namel will join their ranks as limited time quest event after the release of Title Update version 3.5. There, of course, have been some uh, bug fixes. Actually, this may be incorrect. I'm seeing 3.5 and I'm seeing 13.5 listed multiple times in this article. So I'm not sure which one is which. Um, Now, both these monsters are only available for a limited amount of time. For details, when they're available, check the Event Quest website. Of course, there was the uh, accompanying video to go along with it showing off these nasties in action. Uh, this is only in Japan, and this is the fourth version of it from Kimco RPG Selections. This is Volume 4. It'll be coming to PS4 July 30th in Japan. As far as I know, the first three and this one, of um, the, the collections have not come out in America. I have seen these games listed individually here in the West. And in this collection, you're going to get Kronos Arc, Bonds of the Skies, Legend of the Tetriarchs, and Monochrome Order. There was a video to go along with this one. If I hear about this one or any of these other ones coming west, I will let you know about it. There was a new um, trailer and accompanying images for... uh, uh, Sakura Wars, and they are detailing these two new bad guys. First is Oboro, um, whose warped mind derives from derives great pleasure from dramatizing 
others. Looks like a real nice guy. And Yakasha, a mysterious yet powerful Max figure who bears a striking resemblance to a former star. Um, these uh, things are... are uh, the trailer is called Demonic Conflict Trailer, so we're not exactly sure how these are going to be, but it's a new trailer and screenshots introducing demonic invaders that the Imperial Combat Review must fight off to protect their city. Here is an overview of the conflict from Sega. As the Imperial Combat Review prepares to compete in the Combat Review World Games, which is coming up in the West on April 28th when the game releases, uh, their challenge is far bigger than just themselves. As with every combat review in the world, their true purpose is to protect their city from demons, hostile, grotesque creatures born from the anger and malice of human beings. Beyond their revenue-raising theater productions, the team has been training and getting their Type 3 Kuba Spherical Armor and moving class spherical strikers combat ready in order to bring the fire division back to its rightful role as Tokyo's venable defense force. They'll be forced into action as two greater demons have driven the citizens to the brink of despair, opening the dark realm and unleashing calamity upon them. They say are these two characters behind the demonic invasion that is wrecking havoc across the Imperial cap capital? It's up to the Flower Division and the other combat reviews to track down these enigmatic figures, clear the demons out, and neutralize the source of the threat before it's too late. A final showdown is approaching. So, not sure how much more we're going to learn about uh, Sakura Wars before it actually releases on the 28th. I was kind of surprised that we learned that one. That's pretty cool as well. Uh, the last bit of JRPG news I want to go over and that is from Genshin Impact. We got a message from uh, producer Hugh Tsai. And um, this is his first English message as far as I can tell. And uh, here's some of the highlights from his message. I won't read the whole thing to you. Uh, development on Genshin Impact began three years ago. They have 500 in-house developers working on this project. Uh, this is the important thing. He says it is not an MMO. He said, you decide how you want to play. As a single-player adventure, you experience by yourself. Or will not you invite others to experience with you whenever you want? That's probably one of the main reasons why I'm so interested in this game. As I'm not an MMO fan. Um, I think I've spoken before. My disagreement with the principal idea of an MMO. Now, if it's free, that's that's fine. But if I pay for a video game, I don't want to then have to pay each month in order to play the video game that I already paid for. You could probably twist my arm and convince me otherwise if this was a reduced rate, i.e. if I paid, I don't know, 20 bucks for a game and then I would pay a monthly fee. But a full-priced game and then... Having to pay 15 a month is just not something I want to afford to. But this sounds like I can play it uh, as a single-player experience as well, which is what I generally go for. Uh, he also said some feedback from the closed beta was that there was not enough content after 50 hours of playing. The team is working on creating new adventures and new ways to play, including dungeons, daily quests, multiplayer, and a new feature 
called the Homeland System, which will be detailed in the future. He said, while Genshin Impact will be free to play, it aims to be friendly and fair to players. Monetization information will be announced at a later date. Of course, free to play. There's going to be um, monetization options. Game is still just slated as a 2020 release on all platforms. Well, not all. Uh, for PS4, Switch, PC, iOS, and Android. And uh, hopefully we'll get a release date as they have wrapped up the latest closed beta. So they should be getting some value information and be able to give us a release date here pretty soon. Um, had two quick just um, kind of industry stories to pass along to uh if you have your switch you can now update it to version 10.0.0 there are a list of options there's a new bookmark feature to the news there's an option to transfer software data between the system entry and an sd card that's useful they've added an option to remap controller buttons that's pretty cool Added a new section in the user settings for play activity settings. Added new selections to the lineup of user profile items. And uh, that I believe those are Animal Crossing inspired. As well as the general system stability improvements to enhance the user's experience. And uh, the last thing that I thought was a pretty cool article... It's a slow week, so <laughs> uh, not a lot to talk about. I want to mention the Steam Game Festival Summer Edition will be coming in June on the 9th through the 14th. It will offer free-to-play demos and spot out a selection of new and upcoming games uh, Jeff Knightley has announced. Um, the Spring Edition ran back on March the 18th until the 23rd. Uh, Nightly also teased the following. Much more news will be coming about my plans for the summer. An entirely new way for us all to gather and celebrate games, in, gaming in these uncertain times. So we will keep you updated. I doubt there's going to be much in the way of JRPGs, but you never know. And uh, a free festival to play free games is always a good thing. So let's take a pause here and uh, catch your breath. Have a word from Anchor. And I'll be right back with my FF7 remake thoughts and reactions here on the JRPG Report. All right, guys and gals, let's do a little chatting about our friends from Avalanche in Midgar. I am hoping that you guys have all got a chance to experience remake. Uh, If you haven't, I think you can still listen to the next uh, next few minutes as I'm not going to have any spoilers in there. Um, like I said, I'm only about five and a half hours into it, so there's not a whole lot that I could really spoil anyway. Um, there's plenty of people who have beat it and could do a far better job of ruining than than I could. But I just want to kind of throw that out there. And like I said, I put it at the end of the podcast, so if you want to listen to everything before that, you could. I'd love if you guys would do me a favor. If you're not already, follow us on Facebook. Give us a like. Uh, follow on Twitter. Um, I do occasionally post things on Instagram. You can <laughs> check us out over there. We've got our YouTube page. I've got our website up and running with all the um, podcasts, videos, and um, all my YouTube stuff there in one place. And if you would strongly consider 
becoming a supporter of the podcast, that would be incredible. You can do so for just a dollar per month. Um, I will take more if you are so willing, but that is one way to keep this thing going each and every week. I surely would appreciate it. Um, I think the first thing that kind of um, caught my eye, and I'd already played the demo, of course, so you've got to play back through that. Again, it would have been nice, I think, to have been able to save your progress and continue past that point. Although, there were, um, obviously, the, the very beginning has the full intro. We've seen that video before. And there was at least one flashback scene in the full game that was not in the demo that definitely caught my eye. Um, there are flashbacks aplenty in this game. Um, the thing that you need to... Uh, that kind of struck me you need to keep in mind is this is a remake. Um, if you are a purist from Final Fantasy VII, um, you may... <laughs> I, don't, I don't figure out the quite right word for it, but you may be a little upset with this as it is a complete retelling of the story. It is made as if it was made today... They took the ideas of the story and have completely fleshed it out and made a grandiose tale from it. Um, I haven't played 7 in a while, so I don't remember exactly how things work. But I am thoroughly impressed and engaged with it. Um, It's not perfect, but what they do, they have done extremely well. It is drop dead, absolutely stunningly gorgeous. That is one thing Final Fantasy has always pushed the bar on is visuals. And this one doesn't lacking. The the key difference, I think, in this one as opposed to, let's say, 15, is it has kind of gameplay to match it. Um if 15 would have had this combat, it might have been a different story. And maybe they have refined it a little bit since um, since they've updated it so much. I don't know. But keeping on Remake, um, it's good. <laughs> it's really, really good. The expectations for this game are so sky high, I don't know how they could have possibly met all of them. But at least from my opinion, they have so far. Now, I've still got a long ways to go. From what I've heard, the gameplay, uh, if you run through it, is anything as as few as 25 hours. I've seen people put in 40 or 45. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that you can go back and redo, trophy hunt, all that fun stuff. Could definitely add some time to it. And there are plenty of side quests. That is one way they have uh, not only fleshed out some story elements, but given a little more time to it. And by doing the side quest, as it is with a lot of other titles, that's how you gain experience. So I, I felt like they were needed in that aspect, especially early on in the game. Um, one of them seemed a bit silly, but uh, the rest of them were 
serving a purpose and getting you not only the experience that you needed, but getting you used to the battle system, especially once another party character is introduced. You can stick with one, at least from what I've seen, but there are times that you do have to switch. Um, they did preview this in a few of the images and uh, maybe in a video or two that enemies can grab your character and um, keep, you know, tie them up, so to speak. And you would have to switch characters at that point in order to free them. Uh, there was one uh, thing I did that Cloud was actually by himself and, and got into one of these situations. And you basically just got to sit there and wait. <laughs> there's no, there's no way around it. Uh, if you don't have somebody to help you, you're, you're kind of stuck. But um, I am playing it on classic mode, which is the same as easy in terms of difficulty. It definitely does auto-control your character while you are left to either focus on items or abilities and magic. And so I definitely like this mode. It's not perfect. Um, you would think you'd, you'd want to be blocking it most of the time, and it doesn't always do that. He just kind of, <laughs> you know, you play as, by default, you play as Cloud, right? Even when you get other party members, you do have to actively switch to them, and then it switches back when uh when the fight is over but so i found myself playing that way but then anytime that you want to actually control your character he controls normally it's only when you stop controlling and stop pressing anything that um the computer takes over for you so i actually found myself controlling it directly more often than not um, but when I wanted to kind of pause for a minute mentally and think about what my move needed to be, or if I was going to be healing, instead of your guy just standing there uh, being a bullet sponge, it controls it for you, which I really, really like. I know that's it's not going to be for everybody, um, but for me as a gamer, I'm really enjoying classic mode. I wish there was perhaps a way to play classic mode in a harder difficulty and maybe that's unlocked once you beat it i'm not certain but that would be interesting uh interesting to see enemies definitely have weaknesses um there was one enemy that i was attacking and not doing any damage with normal attacks and i was kind of like well, what in the world do i do and lo and behold i completely forgot for the moment because you're just banging your head against the wall trying to figure this out everybody has magic um your materia plays an important role in this game i love the way that they kept it uh genuine to the original with the materia slots but also enhanced it to where um your materia gains experience and that's you know unlocks the new versions of it but your weapons gain experience as well and then you can spend your SP points in order to unlock uh, different features. So let's say for the Buster Sword, it had four um, components that you could choose to spend your points on. And I think you get 10 points at first. In order to unlock all four abilities, it was four points each. So you could only choose two to initially begin. And... By the time I got to the point where I had enough, I think I had 12 points, I could have either maxed out 
those four abilities, or there was a sub-core that had also opened up with different abilities. Now, those were six points each, and they ate a little bit of things. So it really added um, some strategy to the way you want to develop your character. So, like, uh, Tifa is a little bit lower on HP, and so there were some HP-boosting abilities within her um, her gloves that I could utilize. I was like, okay, well, that seems like an obvious thing I'll... Which is so funny, but the initial equipment that you get, uh, Tifa is actually stronger than Cloud. And with the enhancements, it's still, she's still a little bit numbers wise, uh, hits a little bit harder. She's a lot of fun to play with, guys. Um, very fast. Her moves are, are really cool. Um, you can lock on two enemies but some of the faster ones you're gonna be hitting you're gonna be swinging your sword and you're gonna be punching hitting nothing but air but i kind of like that as well you know misses are a part of um rpgs and so they kind of just built that into the well then into the system so i was been very impressed with that combat is fun and fast it switching between the characters is very easy to do by playing with classic i can switch back and forth and utilize different options um of course enemies are flying there are some enemies in this one side quest that were crawling up on a wall and you don't have an active jump button you can just start kind of attacking at an enemy and if they're in the air or on the wall sometimes it'll automatically kind of like jump you up in the air to attack but sometimes it doesn't and that's when you also need your magic spells um, I've said this before, uh, my dad radar is always on high alert. I don't remember there being this much language in the original. I may be wrong. Obviously Barrett, uh, <laughs> I knew what I was getting with him, but cloud curses more than I thought. And, uh, the other members of Avalanche do. I didn't see a lot of the NPCs cursing or hear it. So the first night, my daughter just she wanted to watch, you know, and she was just mesmerized. It was there's nothing in the game that's overly traumatic. I would think she was really getting into it, but by gosh, as soon as they started talking, <laughs> here comes this curse word. Here comes that curse word. The words I really don't want my six year old hearing and i don't think she did she was so into it she wasn't actually like listening you know you know how your kids are sitting there and you can tell they're paying attention to something but they're not actively <laughs> um listening um so i wish i could play this in front of her more but the language is is an issue so keep that in mind if you uh aren't aware it does of course warn you but it's rated t um, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of language in it. The remake will make you absolutely fall in love with Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse. They did a fantastic job of fleshing out their roles and making them into real people that you fight alongside and really get to know and love. And it's so cool. I'm really glad they decided to do that. I haven't really gotten to like Marlene or any of the other um, characters from the first one and haven't really been introduced to anybody. Um, you, So 
uh, a new feature I feel like I can kind of talk about is you actually have a a room that you go to and you can say you know save and rest and all that stuff. Well, the landlord to this uh, 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 complex that you and uh, Tifa has a room right next to you, and she is awesome grandma character and very protective over Tifa. So she doesn't really like you at first, but it's kind of warms up to you at the same time. She's precious. Um, and she's got this fantastic grandma hair. It is, it's phenomenal. Uh, but the slums are just, I mean, it is littered with people. You get the true impression that this is, you know, a disadvantaged population. You do visit up on the plate as well. So you see the start contracts square innings did a phenomenal job, really making you feel like you're down in the dirt. And the people are great. Like for what they're living in the squalor and everything that they're, you know, they are real and it's a really good job. But, um, the, the thing that I didn't like at first there and I, I searched through all the options. I couldn't find anything. There's no mini-map. And I guess I'm so used to games with a mini-map. And losing my direction over and over and over again in town. Uh, there is one of those like compass-type things at the top. to where it can tell you what direction you're generally headed in. And there's important markers on it that you can head towards uh, your side quests or characters. But I got lost so much. And I don't know if the game does this on purpose, but last night after about five hours, I was kind of just going through and I was turned to my wife and said, honey, look, there's, there's a mini map. It just shows up all of a sudden. I don't know why. I don't know why it wasn't there before. I didn't do anything to fix it. So boom there. After I've got lost in this town so often, now there's a map to help me, even though I know the town now and I don't really need it as much. But that's just a minor thing. By far, the one of the coolest moments, um, and I, this was in the demo part of it, but I didn't notice it the first time. After a battle, you and Barrett, and uh, afterwards, he totally, like sings out the battle victory song he's like da, 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 da. you know it <laughs> it made me smile and chuckle and feel like um a 16 year old all over again reliving uh this fantastic game that is my thoughts and impressions um you've no doubt seen all the early reviews for the games and all the gushing about it. You've probably even seen a few people uh, disappointed. And those people are impossible to please, probably. <laughs> you you cannot remake a, a golden cow like Final Fantasy VII and not have people who don't care for it. And I can understand it. If you are a purist, you're going to be a little upset with some of the things that they've done and fleshed out. But I've not seen anything that's not made me love this game more and more every time I play it. And if for some reason you were on the fence about it, I can give you no reasons not to go and pick it up if you can find it. <laughs> Full disclosure, I was one of the ones that was affected 
not be able to get it on Friday. Amazon had said I'd get it on Tuesday. And lo and behold, it shows up on Monday and all is forgiven. That's fine. Amazon's a great company. I got nothing bad to say anymore. Um, I guess they did that on purpose. They know that would uh, not speak bad about them anymore. But that's all I got for now. Um, this Sunday, we're going to do the soundtrack. Next Sunday, we'll have the conversation with me and Dalton. And I'll give you a lot more insight into it as most of you will probably have a beat by then i'll have more things i can talk about and we can talk about without ruining too much about it this has been episode 108 thank you so much for tuning in yet again and uh, we will see you guys on sunday and back again next week for more jrpg news here on the jrpg report my name is jason fisher signing off for now but don't forget get back out there and level up